Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the damp voice of I launching your food show. How nice to have you call. 260-6368. 260-6368. And now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if, that's, if that's an abbreviated intro, it's because I beat up on Tom. Marianne, to short, to short here she is. intro from six minutes to just about six seconds. You say you want to so hear it over it, again? I don't know. Do you like it better? Yeah, you can say it over and over again. You can say that again if you want. All right. <laughs> While I this is the damp voice. On. Not the damn voice, but the damp <laughs> voice. This is the damp voice of I launching the food show. Okay. That's more. So when you call in, folks, you can tell us if you prefer Tom's long and rambling intro. I would welcome that. Or would you like the shortened version? Well, I have nothing against short people. Okay. Anyway, uh, we are going to be talking very shortly to my niece and her husband, who are on Instagram. I bet I can guess. Is this Tim? Oli? Timely. 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 Yes. Their names are Tim and Emily, and in the you know in the millennial way, they have shortened it to one word, Timely, and they are on Instagram as something, which I will have them explain because I you know that, that's not my thing. Yeah, I think that's so, the uh, most interesting introduction to that that I've ever heard was. Uh, Huh? What I just did? Yeah, what you just oh, did. That's, that's fascinating uh, because it's not all that interesting to me. But anyway, no? well. let me explain what Timely uh, is okay. about and what they are doing on the food show. Please do. Okay. So this is my niece and her husband who are young millennials who are married without children, but they do have a dog. And, I, and the dog is actually the one who's got the Instagram. And we'll have to get her. Mm. I think it's Dolly. I think the dog's name is Dolly. Anyway, they are traveling the country for a few months. They work out of their house. They're traveling the country for a few months and exploring what wonderful bounty there is in the United States of America. And so I asked them if they would call us regularly to tell us what kind of cool stuff they found out there. So are they up, Doug? Can we can we talk to them? Sure. Tim Lee. Hello. Are you with us? Hey. Hello are you there. both hey. on? Are you both on? Yeah, we're both on. Oh, Hi. good. Hey. Thank you. So, this is Tom Fitzmaurice saying hello to you. <laughs> Tim, I mean, <laughs> Emily, have you warned him about Tom? He doesn't really know Tom, but have you warned him about Tom? Is he you ready know, for I've, Tom? I didn't give much of a preface to either of it because I thought it would just be a better a better situation. <laughs> be more. Just it would be more fun radio now. intro. I wanna. I feel like I know Tom very well. Oh, you do? Actually, you don't because you haven't heard his rambling version. He has a rambling version that goes on for six minutes, and after it, you just kind of go, "What? 
Gasp. What, what Gasp. was that? So I decided that he had to shorten it. But it, uh, we're going to try and get votes from people as they call in as to which version they prefer. Because I, it's, it's sort of like I've cramped his style by saying, Tom... You just have to do a simple intro. So we'll see what we'll see what. Tom, you get my vote. Oh well, but Tim, you can't. That's not really fair because you haven't heard the rambling version. You'll have to go to the podcast and hear the rambling version, and then on your next call, call in and say which one you like. Okay. How interesting. We'll have our homework now for that. Okay. Yes. Now, where are you all right now? We are in Erie, Pennsylvania, at the moment. Erie. Okay, so where yeah. we started out in in Maryland, right? And yeah, so so I I can give the backstory a little bit. Um, okay. Well, we live in Virginia. We started out in Virginia. Okay. Well, all right. The RV so, was in Maryland, okay. but then we moved it to Virginia. <laughs> this is, wait, but, they're already well on their way to being an established husband and wife. You hear this? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, I, I'm all for it. Go ahead. Yeah, so you know I I have to in Virginia. Uh, sure. Yeah. Go yeah. ahead. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it wasn't appropriate. We'll catch you later. We have on to that let one. Tom talk because it's his show. No, right? you don't. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> so we started out in, in Virginia. Somewhere around there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. and you know the D.C. area, Thank and um, we just finished up our whole New England tour. Basically, we did it very quickly to beat the winter. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're headed back down. Well, basically, we're going to start heading west now, but. Um, so, yeah, for the past two weeks or so, we left on October 12th, and we um, did basically the entire New England area in that time frame in our RV. Now, Tom has some experience with what happens when you get into October in New England. What happened in that Cape Cod time when they told you to get out? <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I was actually uh, on in Cape Cod. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was I was uh, in a, a just a, a vacation that I sort of made up as I went along, and I found myself at the end of uh, what's the name of that very last um, town in? Is it Nantucket? Nantucket. Was it Nantucket um, or Martha's mm-hmm. Vineyard or? No, you're you're we're in the right neighborhood. Yeah, but not in Island. I think. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, what's it called? It with a P. Anyway, uh, just uh, to to yeah. knock out the tiny details. Uh, so I was visiting there, and I wound up staying uh, there on the on Cape Cod for about a week, which is a lot for me. And uh, when I woke up one morning, I went over to see the lady who ran the uh, the hotel space, and I asked, um, you know, it's freezing in my in my uh, uh, place here. And they said, sir, it's 84 degrees, sir. I mean, it's 74 degrees. Sir, and I said, "Yeah, freezing, you know, just terribly." Anyway, uh, I uh, I left that day. Well, I thought they told you they were closing up. You had to. Get uh, yeah, out. that was the next thing they told me yeah. that they were they had uh, th- that was the end of their their season and they had to leave. Yeah, or I had to leave. Is that what you all have found that that uh, everything sort of starts closing up? Yeah, we've closed down every single campground. We just they're closing <laughs> on us right when we leave. <laughs> so, uh, that sounds right. So now, why did you? Was that just sort of a spur of the moment thing to go up at that time, and you didn't really know how it worked up there, or I mean, was that a surprise? That well, that... Emily, Emily travels a lot for work, and she doesn't travel during the winter months too much. So that's why we decided to I leave see. during the winter, fall, winter. 
Okay. So, but so the, the yeah, the follow up to that is, and I'm sure this is a shock to both of you, is that we we haven't planned out this trip altogether. So <laughs> we're learning as we go. Ah, that's, well, here's here's the main thing. The main thing that I rendered or rendered that I uh, learned when I was going over there is this very simple uh, thing to say, and that is, uh, if you're in New England, eat. Those scallops. Scallops or scallops? Scallops. Scallops are so wonderful. Don't you think that's a great thing to eat? Do you like scallops? Yeah, scallops, it was yeah. it was very good. That's oh sorry, that's Dolly, that's Dolly. doing her thing. Um, Dolly is so, the Instagram we have to promote so that people can follow oh, yeah. your travels. Okay, so what food did you find up there? So speaking about scallops, we um it we were actually in New Hampshire when I had the best, and that's a landlocked state, so I don't know why I had the best scallops there, but they um they cooked it with syrup. It was what? like syrup and scallops. I've never had that before, huh? And that was kind of interesting. Well, was um, it interesting, good, or interesting? Yeah. No, it's interesting, good. great. Really? Well, I yeah. guess that, I guess if you put like a, a if you put like a seared sweet kind of crust on a scallop, was it seared into like a crust? I think it, it was the sauce. With bacon bits and syrup. Hmm. Yeah. That was interesting. But it, was it was like a maple syrup, syrup, I guess, huh? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So and where'd you find that? Where was that? Um, so that was in Bethlehem, New Hampshire, actually, okay. which was a very small little town, but um, the restaurant's name. Well, it's in the White Mountains. I love the, I, I'm dying so to go like to the White, White, Mountain. White Mountains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's on my beautiful. list. Definitely on my list. So Bethlehem, New Hampshire, is in the White Mountains. Is it a? It's a little bitty town. It's a pretty small town. Um, there's really, I think, maybe three restaurants that that we were seeing. But Cold Mountain Cafe is where we went for dinner, um, and everything was spectacular, actually. So that's where we had the scallops. Um, I had a beef ragu ravioli type deal. And then Tim had um, chicken with pumpkin sauce, right? It was a pumpkin. That sounds kind of a gourmet place in a little town like that, huh? Sounds good to me. It was, yeah. Huh. It's called what? What's it called again? Cold Mountain Cafe. Cold Mountain Mm. Cafe. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, that's not the only good meal that you've had in the three weeks or that you've been gone, right? Well, actually, not three weeks, two weeks that you've been gone. No, but that was probably the best. That's the best. Okay. That's probably no, the best. We, we ate lobster in Maine. That was mm-hmm. the best. Is that good? Yeah. Where did you Where yeah. did you stop in Maine? Um. So the Portland Lobster Company in Portland, Maine. So mm-hmm. Portland. Um, okay. That was where we had lobster there. That was probably the best. Did you have lobster, like a lobster plate, or was it like a lobster roll? Yeah, like a real. Okay. No, I mean, I've had I had both that past week, but uh, mm-hmm. at the Portland Lobster Company, it was definitely the lobster. Portland Lobster Company, okay. We'll write these down. Because we, we did a cruise there last year. We've done several cruises up in that area, and I've always said that I would not 
want to do another cruise, even though I've loved the cruises that we did. But I would like to be inland in a car and go to Bar Harbor. In, Bar Harbor. Yeah, Bar Harbor mm-hmm. in uh, a car and then move on up to, I mean, I would have, I would go to, um, uh, gosh, why am I not thinking that? Uh, Quebec City. Quebec City is where it ended. Yeah, in Canada. That yeah. is uh, a wonderful place, mainly because... It looks like it's been there since the 1600s, and as it turns out, it has been around that long. It's it's a really <laughs> cool city, very very French, very very and very French, French yes. and uh, and the, the, that goes for the restaurants and the things that you well, can they buy speak there French. and the, yeah, the, the, I mean, they speak French. The uh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right, so all right, so yeah, then we stayed in left... Burlington, Vermont, which is like two oh. hours south of Quebec. Okay, and, um, so you yeah you went from Bethlehem to Burlington. Mm-hmm. Okay, and did you stay in Burlington? We did. Well, we stayed right outside of Burlington in Shel- Shelburne, so they're neighboring little towns. Mm-hmm. Um, or Shelburne's the little town that neighbors the the larger city of Burlington, I guess is how you would mm-hmm. put it. But um, Burlington was our favorite place that we've been so far. They have a really quaint little downtown area, Church Street. Um, There are tons of fabulous restaurants down there. Um, But, yeah, that's also where Magic Hat Brewery is. Um, And, yeah, that was just, I don't know, it's the people. It was the the sunsets were beautiful. What else? I mean, the food was very good that we had. More scallops. Yeah. Where did you (laughs) drop in? What, What restaurant did you find in Burlington? So you're not going to love any of these. We we did more of the diving. There was hour-long waits for everything. <laughs> oh, really? We, we ate. We didn't eat like kings in Burlington. No. <laughs> there was an hour-long wait. Why why do you suppose it was so popular? Just because it's uh, cute? I just, yeah, well, some of the, the places that we went had been kind of the local recommendations. So it was, I think it's the farmhouse tap and grill. And then, um those same owners own a, it's almost like a farm to taco is how they explain it. Mexican restaurant farm to in taco. that town. And yeah, it was kind of funny. Uh-huh. And um, so those are both owned by a local owner there and are very popular. And then the other recommendation we got was um, Wings Bistro, Wings Bistro, uh-huh. L-E-U-N-I-G-S Bistro. But, again, they were all super packed, and we didn't plan enough ahead to try any of those, but mm-hmm. those were kind of what the locals told us were phenomenal. Uh-huh. Okay, so so what's your game plan when you land somewhere? Where do When you say you, you check with the locals, what locals? Where do, you, where do you find these tips to go to restaurants? The Café du Monde. um well one has been the dog park because we have dolly so we try to get her out somewhere um Mm -hmm. and we've just kind of been making friends that way um also yeah yeah. the rv parks i've made so many we've made so many friends already like yeah but they're all tourists so so if you you know you're not with a local necessarily are you well, some of them stay there seasonally. So a lot of the people we've met, I mean, it's kind of oh, really? like the reservations huh. are, yeah, two months or so at least type thing. Oh, so gosh. people wow. that have kind of been around. And people tend to frequent the same ones over. So if they end up liking an RV park, they kind of become lifers there is, is what we've seen. <laughs> so is, you all are not in danger of this, are you? Of becoming, becoming lifers? Life for RV. 
RV lifers, yes. I am. You know, it's, Maybe not, I don't yeah. know about Emily. I think time but, will tell at this point. Uh, we haven't killed really? each other yet, but. We've already had a long-distance relationship once. We can do it again. Seriously. <laughs> but, oh, but, but why? Why? Uh, what is the lure? Yeah, did you I see mean, the leaves? For, oh, yeah, what? the foliage yeah. up there is amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but well, I mean, you I hit it right what, dead on then. Yeah, it was perfect. We couldn't go up to, so Mount Washington is kind of where all the pictures up there are taken, yes. if you see uh-huh. anything kind of advertising that. But um, mm-hmm. that was already closed down, which I'm sure uh-huh. you okay. could have guessed already. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was closed. The, the ferry to Nova Scotia was closed. Everything was pretty much closed. So uh-huh. um, we'll have to do our Canada tour later, too. But <laughs> but um it in runs general, in the family, I don't know. We, this lack of planning, you know. Yeah. Tim, have you gotten used to that yet, or is Tim just like you? Because it's it's the only problem is when you you know you marry someone who's not like you, then they don't really understand it at all. Which which apparently everyone in our family has done. Married someone that doesn't get the non-planning <laughs> situation. I'm just the driver. Okay. Okay. So they I don't guy. even let me drive the car. <laughs> We've put maybe 2,000 miles on the RV already. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, the driver. Okay. Uh, so is it hard to drive? Is the RV hard to drive? I would imagine Boston, har- parking's kind of a bear, huh? Yeah. I mean, Emily has to get out, and we call each other. Uh, and... Yeah, okay. Okay. All right. You know I'm what? That music, means, that music means that we have to come back. So can you guys hang on for a little bit longer, and we'll talk just yeah. maybe another 10 minutes? Okay. All right, uh, you are listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. We'll be back. We are back with Timely. Timely, Tim and you and, and me, Emily Nelson. Hi there. Who are traveling Th- the country this must in their be, RV? This must be mean Oli. Something N- like no? that. Yeah. Oh well. Anyway, Tim and Emily are. First of all, Emily is my niece, and ah. uh, and Tim is her husband, and they are young millennials who work from home who decided, and I want to get to how this decision was made, to just pick up with their doggy dolly and uh, travel the country in an RV. And so they've been at this since October 12th. I thought you guys had been gone longer than that. So You, you guys are actually doing that still? Yeah, they're going to be doing it for what four a, months. What four a months. great opportunity. That's yeah. that's fabulous. I envy you tremendously. Yeah. All right, so how did yeah, this decision come Yeah, I think we're spending like about? Christmas with you guys. Oh, are you? Are you, know, are you really? Are you really? Are you? We're definitely making <laughs> our way down. down. You should. Listen, yeah, the party. I don't the party. Listen, the party. You, you will love the party. The last one there went on for mm-hmm. eleven hours. Okay. Love it. So cool. you 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 definitely should join us for that for sure. Anyway, so um. So you're—I didn't realize you were coming down here, but you know that makes perfect sense. So uh, you're in Erie, Pennsylvania. How do we? I, I wanted to get back. You surprised me with that announcement. So um, I wanted to get back to how you originally decided to to do it. I mean, whose idea was it, and how long did it take one to convince the other? This was Emily's destiny. She's been talking <laughs> about it for over two years, I think. Well, it's actually a good and, uh, idea. I mean, I don't know about the whole RV. You thing, know, but... you you could be a little luckier, uh, uh, I guess. But over here at this house, uh, the ladies of uh, our house 
love the idea of just a quick little hop over to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> and pick a few, you know. We're not Tom's just talking envious. about one place. We're talking about pretty darn near the entire thing. Tom, Tom is envious because we always leave him home. And I mean, really, can you can you not oh, know I, why actually, at this point? What she hardly knows is that <laughs> I, I actually consider that a blessing. Good. <laughs> it works for all. I Emily just got things... back from Hawaii without me, so. <gasps> oh, I know wait, what it's like. really? Oh, that's wonderful for work. Yeah, that was. I need a job like that. No. Oh, okay. No, that was uh, that was with your Oh, that's sister. right, the family. <laughs> yeah, mother. you went with the family. Yeah. yeah. Well, Tim, you don't mm-hmm. want to go with them anyway. All right. So, um, <laughs> so you decided that you were going to do this because Emily's been thinking about this. But Tim, when you first heard it, did you think it was kind of a crazy idea? Yeah, I was just mainly concerned about my job. Mm-hmm. You know, like I. Oh, what it's the actually going well. <laughs> oh, you know, good. Like, I mean, I work remotely. It's fine. But, uh-huh. you know, I have a nice office at home, and now uh-huh. I'm on a bed, you know, working. <laughs> so, um, okay. So, but but you're really getting attached to the RV lifestyle. Yeah, I Very think. much so. I think so. I'm loving it. Really? I'm having a great time. Really? Well, I mean, it's kind of a cool I mean, thing to be going It's a lot of it. work. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm learning so much. I think I've became a handyman officially you know I, I wasn't that two weeks ago but um, well, you had a house why did why weren't you a handyman then i guess because you RVs were somebody's are way more challenging than a house uh-huh i think okay uh-huh i don't know is it how did you repetitive like repetitive work is you have to you know plug in electricity you have to do your water it's like a every three-day thing is you're moving or you're plugging in or you're changing something it's uh-huh. it's interesting mm-hmm. uh-huh. is it interesting good or in- interesting well i guess it's interesting good if you're thinking about retiring at 32 and, and becoming <laughs> rv people <laughs> i guess oh, it's yeah. interesting I mean, good uh-huh. we've had we've definitely had our moments like we i'm our key broke in the lock one night we came home and and oh, mind no. you our rv is older it's a 1996 winnebago brave it's a 30 foot uh, <laughs> it's a 30 Wait, what did he say monster he said it's a 94 but i don't think that's right <laughs> okay uh-huh. um but you know it's older so it has its quirks and so we came home one night. This was when we were in Burlington. We went out. We had a great night. Came home, and Tim goes to unlock the RV, and the the key literally breaks in the oh, lock. No. Uh-huh. And he, I, I, and you know, <laughs> uh, this is a this is a problem met by a few of you young folks. <laughs> Whenever you have a key opened thing in, you know, whether it's your car, whether it's your house, or whatever, uh-huh. carry two of them. All the time, your entire life, like I've been since I was about four. I know. Tom is very proud of his extra keys. But here's my question to you, Tom. Yeah? That doesn't actually work all that well if a key is stuck in the lock. So what is an extra key going to do if one's stuck in the lock? You need a big hammer. Ah, okay. Anyway, so continue with your story. So so how did, how did you resolve that? So I, Dolly, our puppy was crying the entire time. We were freaking out. So we knocked on a neighbor's door and because we didn't have any tools. So like we were going to break in the door. Um, Did you buy this or is this this a rental? Is it a rental or you bought it? 
No, we bought it. Oh, we bought it. Renovated <gasps> it. You own it. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. So yeah, it's our. <laughs> it's gosh, our. You guys are crazier than I thought. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know. So yeah, it ended up being that um, the neighbor had a step ladder, and I saw that this very tiny window above the kitchen sink was unlocked. So we opened that, and he boosted me up so that I could shimmy through. The oh kitchen window to get into the RV. So Emily's so there. And this is when I, I was on the phone with the fire department at this point too. <laughs> yeah, Tim, Tim was panicking. So there have been more than a few moments like that, um, oh, but wow. there have also just been awesome moments where we can mm-hmm. just pick. Like we don't know where we're going to be tomorrow night, and there's a, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a freedom to that while we while we have the option with our jobs and everything. I mean, we're very blessed to have that option. So. Yeah. We'll see if we're feeling the same way after 90 days, but. <laughs> okay, so you're in, you're we in Pennsylvania. We just shower more. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's steep. I don't know. I just, I don't, uh, it's, um, you know, there's a part of me that would kind of want to try to do that, but I'm just much more, it's like, like Patrick, uh, this is my brother, folks, um, just came back from, from, uh, Israel, where they lived like yeah, a local I, in a in an Airbnb for fifty six dollars a night, and they probably had a you know a, a a washing machine the size of a Dutch oven, you know. And he said, "Well, he sniffed at me. He goes, well, if you have to travel like an American, then it probably wouldn't work for you. Well, see, that's it. I have to travel like an American. So I don't know if I would last very long in an RV." Yeah, Probably it's definitely not. not the Ritz. Um, well, you see, you guys, you, know, trained, you guys trained on that thing that your your dad used to drive. What was that big thing? <laughs> oh, my gosh, that huge van. <laughs> yeah, what was, was that thing called? You see, you, oh. Tim, you don't know that. that. That predates you, but they trained on something similar to what you're in, so nothing would be shocking to Emily at this point. <laughs> All right, so anyway, you, we, have to, we have to take another break, but let me ask you uh, to think about this a little bit, and then when we come back, we'll talk some more. But um, I want to know how you wound up choosing Erie, Pennsylvania, which isn't sort of obvious to me, and how far in advance do you actually plan where you're going? We'll be back in a few minutes, and we can talk some more about that. 260-6368. If you would like to talk to these adventuresome millennials, they would like to talk to you, I'm sure, about their travels and where they maybe should go. Maybe you could give them some suggestions as they see the world in their RV. 260-6368, you're listening to WWL 105.3 FM HD2. Okay, well, uh, I want to know how you all decide where you're going to go next. So you're in Erie, Pennsylvania tonight, and uh, you were in Burlington, Vermont, I guess, the last time, or was there a stop in between there? I mean, I'm not even sure how far those two are from each other. Yeah, so from Burlington, we ended up staying two nights in what's called Mount Upton, New York. Um, That just happened because it was on our route. So there Mm -hmm. are a couple kind of resources when you start doing this full time (laughs) that you look into. So um, one of the websites that we use a lot is Boondockers Welcome, where it's just a community of people that have had RVs or just have a lot of land and they will just let you come stay there basically. Oh, wow. Um, so yeah, we spent two days with a really nice family up there. We ended up staying two days cause they, um, there was actually another British couple that was coming in an RV 
um, that next night. So they wanted us to all hang out and have a nice little bonfire and stuff. So we that did that. That's so cool. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And so then we just continued on our way west um, because, well, A, we came to Erie because um, we wanted to see Lake Erie because we haven't mm-hmm. been before. Um, and it's also just on our way west. So this route is eventually getting us down to Kentucky. We're going to hit Louisville and Lexington um, are kind of our next big stop. We're going to hit like Columbus, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Yeah. you know, mm-hmm. on the way down to Kentucky. Okay. Uh, we should send them, we should, if you're heading down to New Orleans, so if you're heading down here, you're going to just go straight that way and then come down the Gulf Coast or? <clears throat> no. So we are headed, once we hit Kentucky, we're going west. So we're okay. going to hit the whole west coast basically first and then looping um, back around south and your way would probably be right around Christmas time, actually, I or see. the beginning of January. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because when see. we'll be coming back. Yeah. So you're going straight. So you're going to hit New Orleans area on your way back home. Yep. Exactly. Okay. I see. All right. Well, gosh, that's so fascinating. All right. So did you find anything else really great to eat, like in Erie, Pennsylvania? Or no, we haven't okay. been out we had yet. had Cracker Barrel. <laughs> oh, great! Yeah, you're really standing up to those people. Allo- I don't think you're allowed to say that on the show. I think that might be one of Tom's rules. Yeah, he has a lot of rules. We've only been here one night, so okay. we were we got in late. Mm-hmm. Um, and unfortunately, we were working all day. But we're going out tonight um, okay. to watch the World Series because our team oh, is in it, right. the Nationals. So we're uh, yeah. we are going to do something shortly. Okay, well, that's going to be fun. Um, unfortunately, you're, it's going to be an unfortunate night for you because the Astros are going to win. But mm, uh, nice. you, can have a, you can have a good time while that happens. Uh, I think this is a fascinating thing. I hope, you, I hope you don't mind calling us again and keeping us updated. I don't know how often you're able to do that, but... If you, you know, if you want to do like a regular thing, we would love to have you on just to, you know, keep us abreast of what's happening out in the heartlands. Can I offer uh, an oddball kind of uh, way to to do this? Yes. It's a train from (laughs) New York City and going to Chicago called the Lakeshore Limited. And I took that in 1977 and uh, thinking... You know, I'm never going to ride in a train again until it has a sleeper uh-huh. in it. Uh-huh. But every every time after that, uh, that's where I was in. <clears throat> excuse me, in. Um, um, <clears throat> excuse me, it says something in there. Um, I think I'm going to be taking calls now. Okay, on good idea. Which is the geekier method of travel, in an RV or on a train? <laughs> The, the, the elite, uh, yeah, so that's yeah. what we'll we'll add this to the the calls. We'll be requesting calls on what would you rather do: travel the country in an RV, a 1994 or six. We'll call it 1995. <laughs> a 1995 RV where you have the thrill of possibly not being able to get in because your key breaks in the lock. By the way, how did you get that resolved? I mean, it did. Did you get like Papa Lock to come and how'd that work out? No, I mean, it's not resolved. I, yeah, I got you climb in through the window, the window? And it opens from the it opens from the inside. So oh, the key's not no. in there anymore. We just don't have a key right now. So we just 
don't go anywhere because we can't lock anything. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I guess, Emily, you could just keep getting shoved through the window. Yeah, you know? I can, oh. Oh, can wow. do that. We're going to need a stepladder. <gasps> I will say, though, Tom, you're um, – your train story reminded me of the last time I was on a train, which was actually with Marianne, and it was the worst true? time of my life. <laughs> I've heard that before. This is the one right after Katrina where the toilet's all backed up. It was oh, such yeah. an unfortunate oh. trip. Well, you know, uh, Marianne actually took a very lengthy train uh, trip uh, back in, gosh, it, it was she went just about everywhere in America and a year later, I did the same thing, and I didn't even know her yet. Yeah. And it uh, oh, must really? have been. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was uh, oh. fortuitous that we did not meet on the train, uh, and that we did meet later. I mean, I guess I don't know. <laughs> anyway, uh, I I am about to embark on another train trip. Believe it or not, oh. Emily. Oh. And it's only because oh. it's only because I have to uh, bring some stuff to Jude. So I've oh. I've been managed to I've managed to throw myself by throw myself before like a moving train is how I feel about going on a train and we're going to be doing that shortly but train trips are over for me for sure but this RV thing is fascinating um I really do want to hear some more about it and, and what you've discovered I love the idea that there are people who actually invite people to come and stay on their property and uh you know it's, it's 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 a crazy but wonderful kind of world that you can connect like this socially you know yeah and that's how you meet the locals too i mean yeah. we're we're in someone's driveway right now honestly oh, like are? we're in erie at someone's house so. <laughs> okay then yeah, we've been cooking um, too uh-huh. i cooked emily a steak the other night and she said it tastes like soap <laughs> So why, do you, why do you think that is? Do you think it's something to do with the RV, or do you think it's just Tim's not a very good cook? No, I think I I think I cleaned the cast iron with soap by accident. That's what I think oh, actually happened. <laughs> that is probably true. You're not supposed to do that. You're not supposed yeah. to. Do that. Okay, so give everyone your Instagram account. I know it's the dog's name. So if people would like to follow your adventure, well, there's two. Okay. Hit us. So it's Timely and the Toaster. So the RV that we bought, uh, its nickname was the Toaster. Okay. From the previous owner. So it's uh-huh. Timely and the Toaster. Is it I and Timely in the Toaster? No, Timely and. Okay. A N D B A T. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So at Timely and the Toaster. All right. And what's the other yeah. one? And the other one is Dolly the Aussie Doodle. So she, that's for our puppy, and basically it's the adventure through her eyes as we travel the country. (laughs) Dolly the Aussie Doodle. All right. Yes. Okay. Well, you guys uh, have fun in that person's driveway, wherever that is, in Erie, Pennsylvania. And I hope that you... uh, well, I, I I would say I hope that it's a good night for you, but I'm pulling for the Astros, so you know, may the best team win. They're duking it out you for sure. On the other side. This is yeah. serious. Yeah. This is a serious uh, series here. Uh, have some have a great meal at least tonight, and uh, check back in with us as soon as you would like to. Let me know. You know, hey, I got something to say, and if not, I'm gonna bug you to come on like at least once a week. Okay. Ah. Yeah, absolutely. I want to I want to hear about your adventures in the heartland. 
All right. Sounds great. Got it. Thank you for joining us today. All right. Yeah, thanks yeah, for having us. Okay. okay. All right, bye. Go Astros. See you. Bye. Two six zero six three six eight is the number. I love that. I love that idea that these two young people who both have full time jobs uh, have been able to work it out where they can go on this wonderful adventure. It's um, it's so twenty nineteen, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I, <clears throat> I I just don't have the clothes for it. Yeah, true. Yeah. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. That is the Adventures of Timely, and we will. Uh, I'll be giving that Instagram address out again a couple of times, and hope to talk to them quite a bit uh, as they traverse the country because it's kind of a cool thing to do. I think in their, I can't believe they bought that thing, but uh, in their in their used RV. Going to the Almanac now. Today is the birthday of Gunter Price. Gunter Price. What a, what a great guy. Obviously, he was very German mm-hmm. and uh, had been working in the restaurant community here in New Orleans for a long time. Uh, he was uh, mm-hmm. the creator of the, uh, sp- the special uh, uh uh, that ran over at the in the royal uh, the, not the royal Sazerac the Sazerac yeah and uh, he uh, had this uh, he developed one, the menu for the Sazerac oh uh, yeah he that. ran the place okay so he ran the place he ran okay. the place All and right. he uh, uh-huh. but he had in particular this uh, lobster bisque uh-huh. that was ridiculously good mm-hmm. and it was a, a creamy kind of a, a of a dish but it wasn't so creamy that you couldn't taste the uh, Lobster. Uh, lobster, and mm-hmm. I am no big fan of lobster to begin with, but that I've never been able to forget. It's it's he's still out there. He and his wife, uh, uh, they stayed in the business after they left the business, if you know what I mean. He uh, he he really just would hate to live around in the French Quarter where they do live, and uh, not, not be in the business, yeah, uh, and, and not be in the business. <laughs> but they uh, were digging it, and everybody knows him, and everybody uh, whoever runs into him always. Uh, walks away with the idea that you just met somebody who was one of the really great people in the restaurant business here in New Orleans. Yeah, they have a lovely home deep lovely, in the French yeah. Quarter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Versailles was a wonderful restaurant. Versailles might be the yeah. first place that I went that was really gourmet that I said this could really be good. Like, I wasn't... I was I was all in at Versailles. I thought that was a really good gourmet restaurant. Yep. How long How long did Versailles run? You know, I've got that written down somewhere, but uh, looking for it will be uh, just kind of a crazy. Uh, uh, Dennis Hutley was his chef. Yeah. For Dennis, quite a while. Was Dennis? I mean, because Gunther's a chef too, isn't mm-hmm. he? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So was in at Versailles? Was it Gunther and uh, and um, Dennis? Together, no, no, or Dennis. Was it pretty much Dennis. Dennis was uh, his his uh, sous chef basically. Okay. Uh, but he, uh, but Gunther wanted to take anybody he could get his hands on and have them become real professionals because he viewed that there was going to be better and better and better uh-huh. uh, restaurants all around the city, and that's what he did for a long time. Then he went out and opened his own place. Mm-hmm. 
Well, I think that uh, I think Dennis Hudley is a really good chef. Oh, terrific! And I don't know where he is now. I think he was last heard from at the Chateau Country Club, huh? Could be. That's he where he turned. He had La Parvenu, which was a really good restaurant. Excellent. And and it's too bad. I mean, Rivertown is is I don't know. I don't know what the deal is. It's well, it's just like out in the middle of nowhere, kind of. You know? Sort of. I mean, it's at the corner of. Uh, of uh, let's see, I had a wise and, guy and Jefferson Highway, but it's uh, you know we were there. Mary Lee and I were there just the other day at a new place called Porch and Patio, and <clears throat> there's not there's just not much there. There doesn't seem like there's ever going to be very much there. But you know I think uh, I think Labella's is still there and doing well on the corner of Williams and and Jefferson Highway, but I don't know. Anyway, um, Dennis Hutley was definitely a talent at Versailles and also at La Parvenue, and I hope he turns up someplace. Oh yeah, again. yeah, yeah. You know, one of the things uh, that I think about every time I think about him was that in his men's room he had this collection of tees as for as for playing golf. Tees. Tees. T e e. Well, no, no apostrophe. T e e s. It's more than one T. And uh, underneath it was a, a note allegedly from his doctor who said that he forbade uh, the chef we're talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, Dennis. Uh-huh. Dennis Hutley. And he um, he said uh, to him, listen, uh, and everybody else, get this down. I have the unlimited right to golf as much as I need to to take care of me. <laughs> yeah, and it was it was very clever because... Uh, Anyway, all right, 260-6368 is the number. We are going through our almanac and talking about the usual, not much of anything, as long as it's related to food, and you are welcome to join us if you would like to do that. Today in 1894, Domenico Melagatti won an Italian patent on an apparatus for producing Pandoro on a commercial scale. Hmm. Pandoro is probably not very well known in this country, but it has a famous cousin, Panettone, which is uh, a rabbits. very, very, uh, well, I won't say very, very popular. It is kind of popular around the holidays as something that you would bring to someone as a hostess or host gift. Do you like Panettone? Have you had Panettone? It, it uh Pandoro is a rich, eggy, sweet yeast cake, and it's called, it, its name is, it means bread of gold. Hmm. And it was very expensive to make back in those days, and it was really only on the tables of the nobility. But panettone you can get at uh, Williams-Sonoma, and I think even at Walmart. <laughs> so uh, if you've had panettone, I don't know that I've ever had it. I'll bet you it would be kind of a good uh, French toast, do you think? Do you think if you soaked panettone and made it a French toast that it would hold up enough to be that? Have you ever had panettone? All I can think of is that there was uh, something used mostly by graphic artists called pantone. And it it gave you an exact number for whatever color it is that you've decided on. It gives you that, whatever that is, and that way you can use it again and again. Well, you've seen the cake, though, haven't you? No. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've really? Never, 
I've never. It's 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 a cake in addition to. It's being... a very tall cake, usually seen in the holidays. Hmm. It's Italian. Andrea, if he calls today, can definitely talk about panettone. Uh, and it, I oh, guess, panettone. Oh, yeah, oh, okay. Now I know I what guess, you're talking about. It is I, a, a cake. I you're guess right. you could call it maybe the Italian version of fruit cake, although I don't know that there is yeah. fruit in there. Is there fruit in it? Uh, it's it doesn't register as that. It's function. it's much better than fruit cake, isn't it? Yeah, I'd say very easily. And it's it's yeah. it's kind of like a pound cake, isn't it? Uh, not exactly, but close enough. Yeah, I, I don't recall that it has fruit in it like a fruit cake, yeah. but uh, it's definitely something that you see. You're, you'll probably start seeing them around pretty soon because we're getting into the holidays. Imagine that. Anyway, two six zero six three six eight is the number. I will never eat cochon de lait again. No. No. Why? Because in your almanac you explain exactly what it is. Can you oh, believe oh, that I I've see. been eating cochon de lait and I never put two and two together? Hmm. That it's a little baby pig still suckling at its mother's oh. Oh. teeth. I can't even stand the idea of that. Hmm. But how's we, your, we sure do how's like your car? we sure do like it here. We definitely do like uh, cochon de lait. That's for sure. I mean, it's it's quite tasty. I'll say that. Anyway, uh, cochon de lait. It's not National Cochon de lait Day because I think that's probably kind of something regional here. But um, today's flavor is a cochon de lait. And then you go into lengthy explanation for it, but we're not going to go into that here. It's also National Candy Corn Day. Who does not hate candy corn? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I know, because you eat all kinds of super sugary candies that have no flavor other than sweet. Ah, but they're so much fun. Those little things that look they're like corn. They're very cute. They're very cute. I remember when the kids were little, and it was time to do, because, you know, in this generation, the millennial generation is the first one where kids could not make it through the course of the day without a snack. I mean, we never had snacks when I was in school, but the millennials had to have snacks to make it through the day. So it was our day to bring snack. And I remember that I got this, um, I did a Halloween snack that had, uh, you would have to go and find uh, one of these. It's something that people who work in restaurants use. It's that plastic hand that you slip your hand in. I mean, you see it now everywhere. Uh, They're... People they use a lot of latex, but back like in a in a cafeteria you would see these clear plastic hands, and so we would fill the clear plastic hands with popcorn, and in the very bottom the candy corn would be fingernails. <clears throat> Do you remember that Tom when we did that? No. My 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 candy corn hand phase. No. Well, anyway, we Sorry. did that. We did that for snack, and it was a very cute little snack, and it was good because it was popcorn. But they had those candy corn fingernails, and I, uh, I remember thinking, who eats candy corn? And of course, the answer is Tom eats candy corn, but I'm sure other people do too. Um, but I'm not one of them. Does anyone uh, love candy corn? Is it one of your favorite things? I actually don't uh, see I've very never, much of it. I, I've never seen anybody who did. No, I'm going to tell you what. I saw candy corn the other day for the first time in the Walmart section for Halloween, 
And um, that was the first time all season that I've seen candy corn. So I don't think it's quite as available as it used to be. And, and I understand why, because, I mean, it's not really all that good. But anyway, <clears throat> candy corn is uh, sort of synonymous, I think, with Halloween. Yeah, I'd want to be anonymous, too, if I did ate you a lot eat, of Did you what? eat a lot of candy corn? I'm sure you did, huh? Me? Yeah. when in Halloween Oh, yeah. Time, my my mother uh, just loaded everybody up on sugar all the time. <laughs> He's saying that facetiously, but that's actually 100% I'm not. That's, that's absolutely true. true yeah. That's 100% true. I actually went to a, a party one, once at Tom's house, and all that was on the table was sweets. Two six zero six three six eight. It's time for the news. We'll be back after the news. You're listening to WWL one hundred five point three FM HD two. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.